0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Zone, friends. Today, we're joined here by a special guest, Tez. It's long overdue. What's up, bro? And then we got the usual. What up, what up? Um, I just wanted to talk to you guys about, do you guys think there's such a thing as an N-word pass? Have you ever heard of it before?
1: Uh, me personally, yeah, uh, I've definitely heard done. of it, especially living in our mass. You know, shit like that. So it's like, it's, it's yeah, it's kind of everywhere. Shit, I'll be real when I was younger, you know what I'm saying? I thought it was cool. I think I gave out a couple, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to lie.
0: Cause you, you was cool with them white folks. So
1: you was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like we cool, especially, you know what I'm saying? If we grew up in the same neighborhood, it was just, I don't know, man, it was one of them mm-hmm. things. But as I got mm-hmm. older, it kind of opened my eyes. You know what I'm
2: saying? Yeah. For me personally, yeah, it was yeah. like, my bad test, go on. There's, it's that knowledge of self that, um, that comes around. Uh, you sort of start to realize you know, the vehicle you're in as a black man in this country and, you know, race relations, and, um, for me, you know I've only heard of the n word pass online like that's never been some shit that's existed in real time because like and you know coming up in Birmingham, I didn't have a white classmate really until like middle school Damn. and even then i went't i went't i wouldn't you know i didn't i didn't have classes with them, but it was just a kid I saw, and you know. For the most part, it's always been a respect thing. Where even if you know people want this sense of relatability, where it's like, "Hey, it's just the word. I can say it. You can say it. And by you saying it, it kind of you know alleviates any sort of tension, kind of prejudice you have. Yeah, any tension, prejudice you have leading up into that, you know, into interaction with them. And you know, in my experiences, the white people that I've known and I've you know, come to call friends. They've never even wanted to say it. It's never came up. It's just a level of respect. They, they didn't. It's not imperative that they say it. It doesn't do much for our friendship and dynamic. It's just, you know, I feel like it's a respect thing as to why they don't say it. And I also feel like it's a respect thing as to, you know, the leeway people give to, you know, whites and other ethnic groups to say the N word, but. I feel like that's something I'll let everyone else speak before I get into part two of what I, you know, what I feel about the situation in case anyone else has anything else to right. so right. add to it. Now for me
0: personally, uh, growing up, I always heard it from different ethnic groups that weren't black. So like I'd hear from Asians, I'd hear from Hispanics and stuff. And then I never really had a problem hearing it from anybody that wasn't white. But then like I got to college and then like I'd hear people straight from like Vietnam they're saying it and they're like, they just got here. And I'm like, you don't even know the, the real history of that word and you're saying it. And then that's when it hit me like, right. you shouldn't be saying it unless people could associate you as being black. Like I have a friend, he's from Bangladesh. He says the N word. I have no issue with him saying it because to me he is black. Like he looks black, he's considered black. They treat him like he's black. Therefore I have no problem with him saying it. Mm. But then I see, I see other Asians cause I'm in the social ladder they're second to white people, you know what I'm saying? And they're not considered black. They don't really have the same plate as a normal immigrant or other uh, minorities. So I don't think they should be saying it too because of the hierarchy. I I just think it, mm. it depends on the hierarchy and the situation the relationship you have to the demographics and stuff.
2: Mm. And that's a fair assessment. For sure. Okay. I,
1: mean, okay. I mean, for me, like, as, you know, as I've gotten older, I don't know, like I hear it out in like in the public and just the general despair, and that shit's just weird to me. Right? Like it just it just doesn't feel right. Like when I was younger, I was like, I, "I'm brown, you're brown, cool, That's whatever." Right. Uh, but like uh, as I got older, then, like it just feels weird here with like Hispanic, Asian, yeah. like you know what I'm saying, yeah. like Middle Eastern, even Middle Eastern cats, mm-hmm. like
2: right.
1: It's just weird mm-hmm. hearing them say like, "My nigga," I'm like, "What?" Like, so-
2: nah. <laughs> Uh, I want to. I want to inject. Um, I. I don't like people, specifically black people. I don't like when we, as a people, say, "Oh, if you don't like it, don't say it at all." Or, you know, because I feel like that's that's a cop out. It's a cop out, and you you say that because you really, you know, it's fence sitting. You say that because you kind of want to play, a neutral part to it rather than, you know standing for, you know, but I can also see how people, would you know, feel like it's not a big deal because, like I say, the experiences as black people in America are so different from state to state, city to city. I can't really view, I can't view it through the lens of someone else. And I sure as hell, I I can't view it through the lens of like white supremacy because, you know, I feel like to say we can't say it, and we've had, you know, put in our face for 400 years, it's it's it's, it's ridiculous that you would even say like that's how we kind of put an end to everybody using it because it makes you uncomfortable. We just just don't use it. Right. Uh, I don't I don't mean to ramble, but it's nah, it's, it's something that okay. you know. Okay. Yeah. Somebody else take it. I, I might need a okay. sip of water or something. All
0: right. No, <laughs> so so what you're saying, I'm trying to understand. So what you're trying to say is you don't like when black people say, oh, we shouldn't be saying it at all either?
2: No, I don't. Because here's the thing. When, like I say, me being born in Alabama, I am right. the result of niggas that stay after, you know, there's, there's, you know that's just me. That's my culture. Right. And I feel like you know as freed slaves in this country we had nothing absolutely nothing leaving the plantation except the language that you know we were taught and the alterations that we made to it um the you know the semantics we gave each individual word at the time um uh, interesting little fact um my grandma used to call um bad handwriting she called it chicken scratch and she called it chicken scratch because um back in the day back in the days of slavery uh the slaves would you know as you know they taught themselves how to read and write right but they had a system of they had a system of communicating with each other where you know they could read this text but the overseer couldn't read it the master couldn't read it you know it was something that was only decipherable to them and it got the name chicken scratch because it looked like, chicken scratch, you know? So, you know, just throwing it out there, but I feel like, you know, our ability to be malleable in this country and, you know, turn lemons into lemonade, nigger is all lemon the lemonade. Like, I feel like, you know, at some point when it was brought up, I don't know who the first person to try to turn it into a term of endearment was because the first I ever heard of it was, you know, interviews of NWA, back right. in, like, the 1980s. Or exactly. You know, but when I heard, you know, people would turn it into, like, a term of endearment where it's like, okay, well, you know, this is my nigga, as in, like, term of endearment. That seems to have just been well enough. Like, you know, I feel like, okay, there's no other ethnic group, at least to my knowledge, where, you know, I'm, I, but I know for a fact, like, Mexicans ain't calling each other spicks and shit. Like, No, they're calling each other It's naked. like black... Exactly, so it's like
1: yeah, this is crazy. people. Yeah.
2: We're, we're we're the only people who have had a slur that's that's been used against us, used to harm us, and you know, for us to sort of try to change the power dynamic of that, it was admirable. But I guess it's it's the same it's the same kind of energy, where it's like, you know, the swastika didn't always mean what the fuck it meant. It was taken from somewhere else, but because of you know the ugliness associated with the swastika it completely sweeps the previous meaning under the rug right Damn. And, Damn. Per- and perhaps perhaps that works the same way for the inward like maybe it was never something we should have tried to reclaim because at the end of the day you can't control semantics you can't control language and you also can't force people to see things your way, but at the same time I feel like what's what's the need, what's the necessity, why and what for? Because you know, I've had relationships with white people and with, you know, non black people of color. And for me personally, it was never an issue that they pressed. Maybe it's just kinda like the presence I give off, but you know, we've managed to have meaningful relationships without that being something we feel like we should share. You know. Yeah. But um it, it varies all over. I feel like it's really it's 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 messy, but you know, there's plenty of more shit to be upset about outside of, you know, whites and non black people of color using the word. But I do have to ask the question, you know, with everything considered, why would you want to? Like if I was to tell you that. You know, nigger was something that, you know, people would hear at night and they would hear screams to accompany that slur. And these were the screams of innocent black men or women, you know, being harmed for the color of their skin. And, you know, that word kind of came with it. So, you know, with the knowledge of that, why is that something that you want to use? As you know, a white person or as a non-black person of color, it's just like right. it. You know, it's easier to not care, but like at the same time, like be cautious.
0: Do you know what I think it is for? Like, why they want to use it? I think it goes back to just reappropriating black culture. You know what I'm saying? Black people are always the trendsetters. We always make things cool. Yeah. If we want to fit in yeah 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 I hear that He's you wanna gonna, you yeah. wanna fit in, so therefore it's like if everybody else is saying it, I wanna say it. they're playing basketball, it's cool, I wanna do it, and I'm not saying this is all people, but it's just like you don't wanna be the one that's left out. you know what I'm saying you wanna you, yeah. wanna, you wanna go with the trend. people are dick riders, and that's just the way it's always been thanks
2: mm.
1: this, um, is wild. this is just wild'. In general. I-
2: but like. I think a, a big part of it is, I think, you know, I think it's a it's a tough pill for white people to swallow because it's the first time they've, you know, I don't think they're really told what they can and can't do mm-hmm. in terms of like, in terms of like what they can say and who they can say it to. Right. Because as you know, like, you know, it, it's pure American arrogance, uh, plain and simple, where it's like, hey, they have this thing. I wanted to because I'm forced to deal with them in First I So because I have the right, so because I'm forced to interact with these people, you know, I feel like I should be entitled to speak like they do. And maybe it's that, but I, I do, No, excuse me. That's not. It's not so on the nose, and it's not so black and white. But I do feel, you know, white people's desire to say it does come largely from that massive sense of entitlement yeah like, who are you to tell me what i can and can't say this is my country goddamn it i was here first yes. like yeah.
1: when it's was definitely it? not your country which is some, a whole lot of bullshit that's
0: just <laughs> that's, like, is, that's, a that's the craziest thing nothing. to me yeah, it's a
1: whole other thing it's a whole other thing but staying that's on top that's, like, my,
2: that's... <laughs> this is a five hour seminar in
1: so, itself. Um, <laughs> what the hell? Like white people are incredible. It's just they, they have at this at the very least. They they have this audacity that kinda comes with their birth, which I feel like is more than a privilege. It's really just a statement within their own just their own aura and saying that they can claim whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Therefore they might as well anyways. Like yeah, like I said. Couple of, you know what I'm saying? You're cool with white people like how I've been, at least in a couple of years when I was younger, like 10, 11, 12, you're okay with it just because like you're a kid. You don't really see
0: the significance. Races.
1: You Right, you don't see the significance in right. like, the term. You don't see the real history behind it and, you know, damn all schools, wherever you are for the most right. part because they're not going to teach you the real history. So you're kind of conditioned to just be okay with it in the first place. But then you gotta, you get older, you start to meet other people, or at least more people that are like yourself, who have experienced different things, and you're just like, wait, so this isn't how it goes over there? And mm-hmm. it's just like, Nah, man, nah, it doesn't at all. Matter of fact, that's it, fucked up, and it just, and you're just sitting there like, yeah, that is, and then you start looking at everything, yeah, thinking like, about it, a new set of eyes, man,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's it's really wild like
2: that. Uh, well, you know, for me personally, coming up in the south. Um, I was never not aware of the world around me. I was never, you know, lulled into a false sense of security where I believed in, you know, good, wholesome white people because, you know, I can remember my first trip to the park was in Pleasant Grove. And um I think for the most part, Pleasant Grove is now both equal parts, black and white, but back in the day, Pleasant Grove was all white. Um And we went to the park. And I can remember going to the park and and seeing, you know, little white children for the first time, you know? Like, and I also remember, you know, how their mothers would kind of scatter to pick them up and and take them, you know, throw them into the van and and peel off and go home. Um, You know, they didn't want their children to be around us. And we came to the park and it was enough you know, for them to pack the shit and go home, and so, you know, that was the first time I was made aware that you know people are gonna look at me different for reasons beyond my control, and um, you know, I just kind of always maneuvered that way because I had to. Like, you know, I don't know what people think when they hear, you know, I've, I've I've been blessed to come up in Birmingham, which is the more progressive part of an overall kind of like shit kicking state of right. like uh of hit, of hicks and shit. But you know, pro, you know, placement, you know, been blessed for that. But um I will say like for us here it's more it's like a series of microaggressions and it's also very subtle. Like I can I can count on one hand the amount of times I've had to correct white cashiers for calling me boy. You know, <laughs> they say buddy out <laughs> here. Like when I'm, and this is like when I'm 14, you know, this is when I'm 14. So it's like, I got to check. I got to check grown men, you know, for calling me boy. It's like, you know, I got a name, you know, I might not be a man just yet, but I got a name and a name boy. Right. But, you know, I feel like this word passion, it kind of comes to be, you know, when you've come up in an environment where it's like racism is treated like it's no big deal. But as far as us down here, it's like you know you just gotta move different. And as far as, you know, hey, you can say this is like we would kinda egg on the white kids. You know, they weren't they weren't a lot, like shit. I'd say one classmate made at Green Acres, that was two thousand eight, seven ish. Then I had another one two thousand ten and he was like probably the only white boy at Desmond City. So like, you know, we never put him in a position where it was like, oh, it's a white boy. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to bring him in and, you know, have our own little, our own little pet wigger. And, and right. Like you, know. <laughs> 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 like, you know, for us, it was never like, you know, if you say this, we'll relate to you more. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, for the most part, the white people and non-black people of color that I've met, it's like, You know, I'm not going to be any closer to you by using it or not. You know, and I feel like that's how it should be. Like, you know, we can communicate with each other. We can speak to each other without the N-word ever having to come up. And, you know, I feel like that's what they fail to realize. It's not that you can't say it. You can say whatever the fuck you want. But just think about why you're saying it. Think about why you're saying it and how people feel about you saying it before you say it. It's not even about you, you it's about those around you. Yeah, and it's not even asking a lot, but you know, it it goes back into the whole white entitlement thing, so it's like,
0: eh. Speaking of that white entitlement thing, I wanted to bring up something that happened to me last year um, when I was a senior in college. So I'm in a sociology class and I'm like obviously the only black guy in my class as I've been throughout all of college. And my teacher, wanted to do like roll call and she starts she starts asking students to raise their hands and say who they are and what they want to do and then she's a white jewish lady i mean she knows who i am too but i didn't raise my hand so she made an observation at the end of class and she says guys from what i've taken i've i've noticed that the only people that were answering questions and were willingly raising their hand were the three white men in the class and do you know what that tells me that's because they are born with the privilege because they know they deserve to be here and then she looks at me, she's like, I know who you are. You are a Black intelligent man. You know you deserve to be here, but yet you don't feel quite entitled to speak your mind like they do. And then when she said that, it kind of hit me. Like, yeah, like, white people do, they know their space. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, us Black people mm-hmm. and other minorities, we don't see us, like, we, we, we see it as a privilege of us being here. They're like, oh, it's a given. Like, I, this belongs to me. This is my birthright. So then when she said that, it kind of opened my eyes to, like, how some white people do view themselves. They're like, oh, I deserve this. I was born to this,
1: so we don't. That kind of goes into, like, manifesting your destiny, you know what what I'm saying? Like, if you're told every single day and you're shown the sight every single day that whatever you want to get, you can get. And all around you, people Mm -hmm. who look just like you are getting it just the way that they want, that just gives you that feeling that regardless of whatever is going to come out of it, you're definitely going to come out on top. for us it's just look man you better work as hard as you can because these white people are already getting it their foot is already in the door we We gotta see ourselves as we deserve it right
2: right And um you know what i want to say is um i feel like more people should focus on semantics more people should focus on what words mean and what you know what we aim to accomplish when we say certain things like Take take this perpetual struggle for equality. Um, With equality is basically like, hey, I'm just as human as you are, pretty much. So right. And I think where where we went wrong with that is is you know through no fault of no one's really because we didn't at the time have you know any any means to sort of educate ourselves beyond. What we were originally asking for, without really knowing what we were asking for, um, without being too convoluted. But what I mean, getting to the point, you know, we said, "Hey, I'm just as human as you are." But what we didn't do is we never, we never bothered to question if this standard of equality that we were seeking, the standard that we were holding ourselves to, or this, you know, what we wanted to be, we never stopped to ask if this standard was any good, if this was fair, if it was you know if it was you know up to our standards of of what we deem um acceptable right for lack of better words right. um but yeah, uh, we focus entirely too much on what they have their placement in the world uh rather than kind of realizing that not only do we deserve where not only do we deserve to be there with them shit, for all intents and purposes, we deserve to be in a higher playing field than they are. Because, you know, historically black people have suffered in this country for it to be where it is now. Like, this entire country is built on the back of slaves. Mm -hmm. And I feel like until until they're ready to accept that, or until we're ready to stop being so passive and do something about it, then we'll always kind of just be in a cycle of, you know, picking which white man we like the most. Correct.
0: So I have a, I have a question for you, Tess. Have you ever heard of a theory called double consciousness? Um, elaborate. So double consciousness is a theory by, um, Bois, And it's basically like as us, as a black man, we understand who we mm. are to ourselves. And we also know how mm. we perpetuate ourselves onto other people. So we're constantly aware of how we may come across to other people and how we, can, how we perceive ourselves to be, which is why we adapt to certain mm. scenarios. So if we're around a bunch of white people, in, in our minds, we're like, wow, I'm around white people. Let me try to be on my best behavior. Let me not try to act like too much like myself. Let me try to, let me try
2: to right. um, conform to them, to like, make them feel. Yeah, light it up a little bit. Yeah, light it up a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, uh, definitely I've heard of that. Um, but you know it's it's it, i don't particularly agree with um i'm not going to alter subconsciously a black man. yeah but i'm not going to alter my, well i'm not going to willingly mhm not like uh i'm not going to willingly alter myself in any way to accommodate the white super, the white supremacist narrative of what an acceptable black man is supposed to act like because you know it's such a it's such a fascinating thing because you know, as Black men, there's so much pressure to act a certain way. And this certain way, at most times, is, you know, completely unknown to us because there have been situations that I've been in where it's just me in the neutral. But, you know, because of the neutral facial expression on my face, I've had to answer for it. I've had to Mm -hmm. sit and explain, you know, it's just my face because this quiet, brooding Black man is making... You know, little Suzette over here, uncomfortable. So, you know, I, I, I do believe in double consciousness. Like, yes, that's very true. We have, you know, even in terms of, like, how we speak, you know, there's code switching, I believe they call it. Yeah. You know, we have a means of, a means of communicating to where our people understand us and where they're made comfortable. And then we have a means of communicating to sort of retire in life. And I'm, it's kind of weird that it's like that you know because think any other i like, think any other english speaking country in europe where you know the scots um, the cockney british folk they're allowed to have their own accent they're allowed to have their own slang their vernacular but you know it's 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 like but for us as black people it's only how we talk that needs to constantly be validated and justified You know, it's only us that has to, you know, explain ourselves because, you know, we're always expected to do and act a certain way and talk a certain way. Right. But it's so, it's so twisted because you have one side that thinks this, you have black people that think that, and you have white people that think that too. And what's fascinating to me is that in my experience, you know, I feel like everyone, has heard at some point in time, like, Oh, you sound like a white boy. Oh, you talk white, but Mm -hmm. it just goes to show you the level is the, but you can't really be mad at anybody except, you know, these schools because the sad thing is, is they believe enunciation, the enunciation of English, you know, they, they consider this a white thing. They think it's exclusive to white people. But, you know, in my experience is like, if I'm talking to somebody else that looks like me, you know, I might get the snide remark, oh, you sound white, blah, blah, blah. But if I'm speaking to a white person, guess what they say? What's your highest level of education? What does that tell mm-hmm. you?
0: What I think it tells me is that school was only available to white people, first of all, because a lot of Black people, slaves, were not being educated. So they associate that you with, know,
2: oh. Right. But I, it's, I've, actually, I've actually been asked you know, did I grow up around white people? And it's like, mm-hmm. no. Like, do you think? Why Why do you believe that a white person is, is, is valuable to my imminent success in this damn right. country?
0: Right. Like,
2: why can't I just be different? <laughs> like, you know, and, and, you know, and I realize that what they're doing is it's projecting and it's the ugliest kind of projecting because when they say that, what they're pretty much letting you know is is that they think white people are smarter than them. Superior, yeah, yeah. Because I've been called and in. That's why I said, yeah, we need to be careful with the semantics and the words we use because we don't really put much thought into what we're saying right. or how you know how it affects our reality and how we interact with people. Um, before I give the floor to someone else, you mentioned. Um, Double consciousness, and it reminded me a lot of the Hegelian dialect um huh? if you're not familiar with the Hegelian dialect the Hegelian dialect it was basically um a theory that was brought up by g w hegel, German philosopher i think um but anyway, the basis of the, the basis of this theory is basically um like okay, in order for me to understand myself, I have to understand the world around me. Okay. In order for me to understand the world around me, I have to understand myself, you know, vice versa. So, you know, we use the Hungarian dialect, um, regardless of if we're aware of it or not, because, you know, in each, I feel like in each social interaction, you, you know, you're, 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 you're waiting for something. To see in that other person that mirrors you, because you know it's a psychological fact that people like people who are like them or mirror somebody they want to be like. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you know, we it, it, it even stretches to like people like people that other people like. You know, it's all about the preconceived notions and perceptions of the individual that we're communicating with that you know differ a lot in our social interactions but I think the um the the ugly part about Hegel is that Hegel was the philosopher of the 16th century at the time who whose works pretty much justified the uh the European slave trade because you know I'm 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 not paraphrasing or quoting really but he had said something along the lines of you know Africans being savages and having made no notable contribution to the world, which was a complete lie at the time, but you know, they had to have a means to justify, they had to have a means to justify what they were doing to these people. And, you know, based on that, the self versus other type, you right, relate level, the Hegelian relatability type dick, um, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. That's a lot of information I. And I definitely over <laughs> talking. I, <clears> I <just throat> want to throat> remind throat> you
0: that we have two minutes left, and with those two minutes, I just want to thank you for joining us in this podcast. This is one of my favorite podcasts.
1: No, seriously. Really I No people <laughs> who are waiting to hear you. There's a lot of people on Facebook. like, yo, I wonder what he sounds like. Like, <laughs> right. I wonder what he's I really Like answer behind answer now, you guys know. Today. Behind all you know, behind all the artistic poetry, <laughs> this is a, a well intuned black man.
0: Very intelligent. All right? Mm-hmm. So I just want to say thank you for joining us today. And we hope to hear from you soon, everyone who tuned in. I hope you learned something today and um, you don't get offended. And if you're not Black, stop saying the N-word, period. All right, thank you guys.